Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a girlfriend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Guys, today's show is sponsored by Patio Shield Zone Mosquito Repellent from Thermacell. It's that time of year, guys. There's mosquitoes everywhere. And if you enjoy being outdoors, but you hate mosquitoes, you're going to love Patio Shield. Patio Shield creates a 15-foot mosquito protection zone. It's lightweight, portable, and comes in three bold colors. Discover for yourself why Thermacell repellers are so highly rated and backed by 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Thermacell Patio Shield. Turn it on and mosquitoes are gone. Use the code HALFYHOUR to save 20% on Patio Shield at Thermacell.com. Guys, you're listening to episode number 199, and my guest is Liz Curtis-Higgs. Liz is all of the joy that I thought she was going to be. I remember Liz from years and years ago from a Women of Faith conference. Did you guys ever go to that or are you too young? I don't know. I bet there's some of you guys out there that have been. Liz, listen to this. She's released 37 books and been in ministry for almost 40 years. And today we talked about how she has 55 events on her calendar for this year. And you guys, all of that, the same time, she's been walking through a battle with cancer. And we talk about her journey through suffering. And in her words, not mine, Liz says, it's annoying and also a big, beautiful gift from God. And so we talk about that. She tells me her story about hitting rock bottom and realizing the life that she was pursuing was a dead end. And then she met Jesus. Also, she tells about the first time she shared her story weeks after she had given her life to him. And since then, she has not stopped talking about the goodness of God in her life. And it is contagious. You will listen. And if you don't know this God that we're talking about, you will be intrigued by him. You're going to love hearing Liz's heart about ministry and all the ways that she gets to share God's word with his people. Friends, it's a really, really great way for us to end the month of June, which means next week is July, you guys. We're a third of the way through our summer break around here. Crazy. Don't feel sorry for us, though. Aaron and I celebrated our anniversary last Friday, and so we've been married 17 years, and we are actually in Italy on a writer's retreat. So I'm most positive that we're having the best time ever. You guys know I released my book, If You Only Knew, my unlikely, unavoidable story of becoming free this past January. And I wrote this story for all of us, for all of us that might have something in our past that we're scared of sharing, we're scared of opening up, we're worried about what people would think about us if they only knew. And instead, I go first. I share my story. I share how God has healed so much in my life. I share how amazing, incredible He has been to me. And that's what I want for you as well. I want you to be able to share your story, not just to share your story, but to share the goodness that God has done in your life, just like Liz and I talk about today in this episode. If you want to get If You Only Knew, you can get it anywhere books are sold. And if you've already read it, the kindest thing you could do for me is to go over to Amazon and leave a review. It helps more people know about the book, and it helps more people figure out if they want to read it or not. Okay, guys, for the last week of June on The Happy Hour, let me introduce you to my friend, Liz Curtis Higgs. 
Hey, Liz, welcome to the happy hour. Woohoo! I love happy. <laughs> yes. Um, I am so excited that you are here on the show. You have been a requested guest and you have been a much requested guest by my friend, Lindsay, and my podcast assistant. So you should just tell Lindsay hi, because she loves you so much. Hi, Lindsay. I love you back, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so thankful that you're joining us. And one of the things that we love to do at the happy hour is to encourage women. And if there's one thing I know about you is that you also are super passionate about encouraging women. Has that always been a part of your makeup? Has that always been a value in your life? You know, I think it has. And that's a fantastic question because um, I tend to think of the encouraging piece beginning when I started speaking, which was a really long time ago, about 36 mm -hmm. years ago. But but now I'm backing up as you were asking that, thinking, yeah, but in high school, for heaven's sakes, in high school, I was the one that was the cheerleader. By that, I don't mean for the sports teams. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I tried out and my cartwheel just stank up the place. So they didn't, they didn't ask me to be a cheerleader, a real one. That's but funny. I was, I was always the one who was a peacemaker, was the joke teller, was the smooth things out, make people feel better. You know, it just so, yeah, I guess the answer is that was always in my DNA. The big thing that changed for me is when I came to know Christ, my encouragement shifted to um, feel good about you, though that's still important, but it's really more about feel good about Jesus and how he feels about you, you know, right. more to him and, and making him the source of our esteem instead of the fact that we have, you know, a cute haircut or whatever. Which a cute haircut's good, but you're right. That's not where all that joy comes from. Okay. So let's go back because I don't know this about you. I do know, and I cannot believe you said you've been speaking for 36 years. That's amazing. And you've been married for 32 years Here's another fun fact about you that blew me away. And we can talk about this later because I have so many questions that you've written and released 37 books. Yes, ma'am. Isn't that crazy? It's Liz, just crazy. That is really, really a big deal. So congratulations on that. But I want you to take me back. Tell me about how you started following Jesus because I don't know this about you. I don't know your story here. When yeah. did God intersect Liz's life? Well, you know, I think he actually was with us from the beginning. <laughs> like way back. But I think my awareness of him might be the distinctive for me. He was always aware of me. Mm -hmm. He met me in my mother's womb. But my awareness of him was slow in coming. Now, I grew up going to church some. It wasn't like a major deal in our family, but you know, Sunday rolled around and there were six kids. So some of us would go, some wouldn't. My father never went. My mother went occasionally. And so it was just a thing. It was just Sunday. So anybody want to go to church? Okay, let's go. And so I knew about God. Mm -hmm. I would have said then that I knew God, but I now know better. So when I hit 16, I uh, always say I got a license to drive and a license to sin. As the youngest of six, Jamie, I'm just the kind of girl who was... Um, just naturally rebellious. You know, I just, I just wanted to be a pain <laughs> and I did it really well. My poor parents. Anyway, so I, I just went down that wrong path. You know, mm -hmm. it starts with the little stuff, um, stealing cigarettes out of your mother's purse or, you know, playing hooky from school, shoplifting on a dare with a friend who is now a missionary. So I personally <laughs> love that. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it just was a downward spiral and it was, you know, 
booze and it was pot and speed and cocaine and it was just a whole lot of men i'm sorry just was Mm -hmm. because it was the 70s the 70s were the wild years when we had no clue about stds about aids i mean we just were it was crazy it was a crazy decade and i lost basically the whole decade um just you know being a being a stupid girl but god is faithful and he stuck with me until i hit bottom that's always my prayer when I, I meet a woman who's got a prodigal kid mm. is um, just pray they hit bottom fast, yeah. which is a horrible prayer because bottom could look pretty ugly. But the fact is, as much as we would love to save our kids from going down into that deep pit, if they're headed down there, the only way they're going to get out is if they hit bottom mm-hmm. because you try and yank them out before they're done, they'll just crawl back in. Yeah and return on their downward spiral. It's only until um, they hit bottom, they come to the end of themselves. They realize, okay, this life I was pursuing is a dead end. And I say, when you hit bottom, you're halfway out because there's nowhere else to go but up. That's right, that's right. And uh, and so, you know, God is so faithful. Um, At that point in my life, I felt like God looked down and saw me in my pit and came down and carried me out. I now know, after being a student of the Bible for a few decades, he was with me all along. There are so many times when I know he saved my life Mm. because I was just bound and determined to kill myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, driving drunk, you know, just one thing, you know, being with different men every night with no protection, just really stupid stuff. Uh, And I know he spared me many times when I would have... Uh, bought the farm, as we used to say. So yeah. um, so now I know the fact is that he was with me all along. But when I looked up, he was there to carry me out uh, because you can't get out of that pit by yourself. Mm-hmm. That's the other big aha is when you hit bottom, uh, it's like what they talk about in AA. You know, that first step is understanding that that you're powerless. Right. And so then he, in his grace, mercy, love, kindness, all of that, carried me out and put my feet on solid ground. I was 27. I'd spent a decade in the pit. I was 27. I was fresh born, just fresh born. And uh, I had such a hunger for the word, um, which could only come from him. I mean, who wakes up one day and says, man, I just can't wait to read the Bible. (laughs) Is that, is that how it happened? Is that one day you woke up and said, what is this life I'm living? There has to be more. Yeah. Yeah. It was very dramatic. Wow. I was, um, I had two dear friends. I was in radio at the time, two dear friends also working at that radio station who were brand new Christians. They had also come from a wild and woolly lifestyle, husband and wife team. And I just say they loved me into the kingdom because they just loved me. They didn't judge me. They didn't tell me to clean up my act. They didn't tell me that I needed to be a better person. They didn't even tell me I needed to believe in God. Mm. They said, Lizzie, God believes in you. God has a plan for you. God loves you. And that was mind boggling to me because the God I remembered, I was pretty sure was really unhappy with Mm. me. So they certainly paved the way, but it's all a work of God. I I just have to say, we don't lead people to Christ. You know, that, that phrase always amuses me because if it's our doing, he calls people unto himself. We just get to be there and see it happen, which is beyond exciting. Right. Yes. So that's the deal. So I, uh, I, you know, it was a very dramatic change. Um, I shared my testimony, which I didn't even know what a testimony was. Right. <laughs> my pastor said, could you share your testimony? I'm like, 
and what exactly would that be? Right. What do you want me to say? And he said, well, I just want, I want you to tell our church about your past. I'm like, no way, buddy. I've been passing as a good girl here. And, uh, you know, I'd only been in the church um, seven weeks when I came forward and, and uh, embraced the grace of God. Mm-hmm. And it was about six months later when he asked me to share my testimony. And so I thought, well, this will, you know, I've just made all these new friends who will now dump me because they didn't know how bad it was. But of course, that's not how the body of Christ mm-hmm. works. And so you got up and shared your story of your past? I did. I did. I was so nervous. I could not eat for three days. <laughs> oh, that I had that kind of nervousness now. <laughs> but I don't know. And so I shared just for like five minutes. And they, uh, the congregation was so precious. They laughed and they cried and they stood up and they clapped and all that, which was shocking to me. I just couldn't imagine any of it. And I sat down finally breathing again. And my pastor said, Liz, I believe this is what God has called you to do. I'm like, you got to be kidding. I haven't eaten in three days. I can't do this. (laughs) Yeah, I I made it through this one. And this is all there is. But here's how good God is. So five different people in the congregation, it was like Thanksgiving Eve. So we had a lot of visitors, five different people in the congregation um, called me and said, would you come and speak at our church? Well, I wasn't a speaker. I was a radio personality. I hid in the studio. Uh huh. And, uh, you know, it just didn't matter what I looked like or anything. And so now it's stand, do this again, you know, five times. Oh my goodness. But that was the start of it. I mean, that's, that's when my speaking career began and who knew, but God, that that was the plan all along. He's amazing. Truly. The several things I love about that are number one, your friends who had just started following Jesus, all they did was just kind of tell you what they were learning and what they knew. And I think sometimes people are like, well, I don't know how to disciple people. I don't know what discipleship is. And I heard someone say sometime, just tell them what you just learned. Like, just tell them what you know. And that's what your friends did. And God changed your life through that. Also, you just stood up and said, here's where I've been and here's what God's done. And I'm finding, Liz, we have similar stories, a lot of similar stories. So people that listen to my show would know that. And the reason that that I wrote my book is because I remember a handful of years ago, I would share my story a lot like yours. And women would look at me and say, how do you say that stuff out loud? And yes. I would say, mm-hmm. I don't know what you mean because God's grace is so much bigger. And look what God, look what he's done. If I don't tell you where I've come from, then this doesn't seem as crazy that I follow him like this. Did you, have you ever encountered that with women of you having your story, sharing it, and then them going, how do you do that? Or them mm-hmm. saying, Liz, me too. Both. Yep. I get lots of both and have from day one. Now I have to say when I shared it, I had never heard a story like mine, mm-hmm. you know, cause I was so new in the faith and I wasn't running around and going to places where people shared their testimony. So I just didn't know if there was another human being who had a crazy story like uh-huh. mine. How foolish, isn't it? That we think we're the only one, but And the worst, right? And the worst. Oh, listen, I totally identify with Paul, you know. Uh, Yes, me too. You know, I am the worst of sinners. Um, Uh But I just, you know, everybody at that church looked like they had it all together with God. And so that's why I expected them to be really turned off by my story. Um, So, yes, those two things happened. One is people coming up and saying, me too. And I've never told anybody, can I tell you? Oh, what a treasure it is to be the first person to hear somebody's story, because then they usually do get the courage to begin to share it, maybe not from a platform, but at least one on one when God prompts them to. You know, the whole point Mm -hmm. of sharing a testimony, a story 
of our past before Christ. The only point is never to glorify sin. The only point is to help somebody else in some way, whether it's their own story they have to wrestle with, or if they've got a prodigal, they just need to know this kind of stuff happens, that God works like this. And so, yeah, women definitely say, you know, me too. And then, yes, I definitely get women who come up and say, aren't you worried that people are talking about you? Mm -hmm. Isn't that funny? It's like, I never even think that way. I hope they're talking about Jesus. God, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so, you know, as long as they're talking, if Jesus is part of the discussion, I'm good with that. But I don't know. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm totally in. Jamie, you and I are probably just wired differently where that's just not a concern. Uh, yeah. What will people think? They're going to think what they're going to think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to get them thinking about what Jesus can do. Because if he can, yeah. you know, if he can save a wretch like me, um, he can probably forgive somebody for that unkind comment they said yesterday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think what's different is I find this interesting. I grew up in the church. And so I knew, like, I mean, I would have said I was a Christian since 10. I knew all about God, everything. And so when I lived this crazy lifestyle and then started, I'm like, Jesus, I'm in, I'm accepting your grace, I'm following you. I lived in shame Mm -hmm. for years and years and years. And I am so past that now. But that was my story of so many years of shame because I had grown up in the church. For some reason, I felt like what you kind of said, like everybody has their stuff together except for me. Mm -hmm. And so how are they going to, you know, accept me? And then what I, you know, I'm 40 now. And what I've come to figure out is that everyone has their struggles. Everybody. Everybody. we're We're born with it. And so I have done both. I have lived the life of, here's my story, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I have lived the life of, I hope no one finds out my story because what will they think of me? Yeah. And that first part is suffocating. It is debilitating and suffocating. Ooh. Yeah. Well, shame, yeah. Yeah. shame is, is such an act of the enemy. Um, it's truly one of his favorite ways to stop a Christian in their tracks from growing is just piling on that shame. It never comes mm-hmm. from God. It never comes from God. The one who loves you, the one who made right. you, the one who died for you, he, you know, he's not about shaming you. But the enemy, oh man, he loves to shame um, because we believe it. You know, we say, you're right. I am unworthy. I am a mess. Mm-hmm. I am unlovable, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that's his thing. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a -a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash get your own to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash get your own. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. 
Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Okay, so I'm going to assume that this is where you had your love for bad girls of the Bible. You've written, like I said, 37 books, but and you've written now good girls of the Bible, but bad girls of the Bible. Is this where you just thought, okay, God, I get these women. I understand where they're coming from. Is that what led you to write these books for women? Yeah. And you know, it, it wasn't my first. Um, I had several books that were funny, you know, cause I love to carry on mm-hmm. uh, funny and they had scripture in them. Um, they certainly were true to scripture, but I wasn't starting with scripture. I was telling Lizzie stories and then adding scripture. You follow what I'm saying? Yep. Uh huh. And I did that for 10 books, maybe. Okay. Uh, and I did some children's books too, which were much more biblical. But then God said, thanks for all that. And now I want you to do something <laughs> entirely different. Uh-huh. I want you to begin with my word and tell the stories of my word, not the Liz stories, my stories, Liz. And that's what we're going to do. So I was going to do a book on women of the Bible, just all the women of the Bible, you know, yeah, different kinds of women. But then I spoke at an event and the other speaker was one of those good girl speakers. I mean, she's wonderful. She's still speaking today and fantastic, but she's just an all the time good girl. That uh-huh. is so not my story. But hers, you know, she walked with Jesus as a child and never went astray. And she got up and said, I'm writing a book about women of the Bible. And my heart just sank. You know, I thought, well, that goes, there goes that topic. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, silly girl for me to do that. But anyhow, <laughs> she said, and I'm only going to write about, of course, the good ones. And it was like a lightning bolt 
from heaven for me. And when I got up to speak, I said, perfect, babe, then I'm going to write a book called Bad Girls of the Bible. I mean, I just pulled it out of my head or so it seemed. But this thousand women all cracked up and I thought, wait a minute, Lord, is that you? Mm -hmm. And I was speaking at that event, it was up in Michigan. I just remember it like yesterday. And it was in fact, 20 years ago, 1998, get your head around 20 years ago. You were a young woman of 20. Were you in the pit at that point? Uh, 1998, I was on my way out. In fact, I went to the Passion Conference in Dallas in January of 99, and that's where God changed my life. Oh, wow. I love everybody's stories. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, so it was 1998, and I was at this event speaking for several days in a row. This was day one. I went back to my little cabin, and I started to write. I started to think about this book and what it could be like and all of that. And I called my publisher and said, hey, I have an idea for a book. How do you like this? And there was silence on the end of the phone. And they said, um, we're thinking you might need to send us a chapter. And so, because um, it just sounded so crazy in way back yeah. then, you know, you weren't, mm-hmm. people weren't talking about the bad girls about anything to yeah. do with scripture. Um, but yes, once God gave me the vision for it, I understood this was the book that he called me to write. It's still, Jamie, my bestseller. 20 years later, it still mm-hmm. outsells everything else I have ever written. All those other 36 books, I think if you add them up, they might. might. <laughs> I guess they do. Yeah, because Bad Girls is about a million. So I guess the rest of them add up to more than that. But it's just that was the God book. That was the kindness of the Lord giving me a vision for what he wanted me to say and do to my bad girl sisters or to my good girl sisters who couldn't really wrap their head around Mm. the kind of story you and I have. Mm -hmm. So that's where the bad girls came from. And of course I had 20 women chosen. I only got 10 in there. So there had to be really bad girls of the Bible. Then there had to be (laughs) slightly bad girls of the Bible. Which that cracked me up so much because I remember seeing these uh, books early on in my faith. And I remember thinking, which one am I going to be in? Like really bad, slightly bad, or just bad. (laughs) But I think, I I mean, I can understand why that book has outsold all your books. Because there's something in us, I think, as women that wants to know that we're not alone, to know that there's nothing, that we're not the the bad egg that God wished he wouldn't have created because we've done these things that, you know, Satan might try to convince us that we are, that shame that we talked about. And so I can completely guess and understand why this has been one of your best-selling books because it probably resonates with women so much who are either in the church and feel like they have a bad story or searching for God, Liz, too. I would think so. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, really been the joy is that people who picked it up at you know, at a Barnes and Noble kind of store. Right. And, um, didn't necessarily know it was a Christian book or just found the title intriguing or whatever. And uh, the other thing that's amazing to me, this is just God being good. Um, so it's 20 years now. Uh, it'll be 20 years next year officially. But that means that there are women who read it at 20 and then got married, had kids, and now their daughter is reading it. So I'm on to a second generation with this book, which is kind of weird, but also kind of wonderful. And I, you know, as a writer and and you're a published writer, so you get this or you will, if you don't yet, Jamie, it's coming Uh (laughs) in a few years, you'll go back and look at your first book and, and just hold your head and go, oh, could I please have this back? Could I please rewrite this? And so there are times I feel that way about bad girls, just from a sheer writing standpoint. Mm -hmm. 
And I swear, the God just shakes his head in heaven going, Lizzie, Lizzie, Lizzie. <laughs> you know, it's not your skill as a writer that anointed this book. It actually has mm-hmm. nothing to do with you, Liz. It was my favor because of all the bad girls out there who needed this message. Mm-hmm. So it comes down to it. It's not, it's not us anyway. Even as the writers of the book, it's not us because God just is, he just has a, a beautiful way of breathing life into things that has nothing to do with us. Mm. It sounds like you have that down pretty well, but even when you're saying, you know, there were women who read this 20 years ago and now their daughters are reading this. When you think that, when your brain really grasps that, how does that make you feel as a woman put on this earth to do good things, to carry out the will of God in your life and that he has graciously giving you this platform where women for 20 years are still reading the words that God gave you. When you lay your head down at night, literally, how does that make you feel, Liz? Well, first it makes me feel old, but we won't go there. (laughs) We won't mention that. Mm -mm. I'm humble because (laughs) I know my limitations. I know that I'm still a mess. Uh, I always say that I've, I've laid down my flashy, splashy sins. You know, I'm, uh-huh. yep. I don't have, a, I have a cup of coffee here without any booze in it. And you know, <laughs> right. I don't have a little baggie full of pot in my purse anymore. And, you know, I'm not checking out the UPS guy when he pulls up in the big brown truck. It's none of that. But I am still so aware of my need for his mercy um, mm. in, in, and they're really not smaller ways, you know, cause he, he makes that pretty clear in his word, you know, once in all right. sins. So, mm-hmm. um, they are a little less flashy, um, yeah. but they're still there. I always say it's those sins that you might not see. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, that's me too. I'm not going to be, you know, sleeping with another man, but there are sins that are in my heart that mm. grieve God just as much. I could just go through my day and not let anyone see them, but I know them and I deal with them and they're big. It just looks different. Right. than those flashy ones. So I write books and I put them in there. <laughs> you know, That's I, a good idea. We let everyone know. Well, the thing is, I I teach from my weaknesses, not my strengths. Mm. If I wrote a book based on my strengths, it would be about 14 pages long. <laughs> you know, it'd be a, That's it, yep. A little booklet, a little ebook for 99 cents. Um, <laughs> so, you know, for me, I, I learn something when I mess up and God's grace comes, you know, washing over me. I learn again about the grace of God, fresh and new, like it was day one. And that I think is actually the message we need to share because everybody Mm -hmm. is messing up. Every believer. I always say, if you think you're not messing up, you know, you're in worse trouble than you know. (laughs) Right. Yep. So, um, so I teach from my weaknesses. And Mm. uh, if that means that people close my books and say, well, what a sinner. I'm okay with that because that's an accurate assessment. I think these days though, Liz, people are yearning for that authentic, I'm with you. Here's my struggle. Look how awesome God is. Um, and so that comes across as well. Do you have a project you're working on right now? Oh, I always have a project. I figured that. <laughs> yeah. With 37 books under your belt, I knew that you always had a project you were working on. I do. do you have one you can share with us? Oh, well, um, let's see. Yes. Um, but it's actually, it's a redo. It's a, a, okay. a, a reboot for slightly bad girls of the Bible. You know, it's it came out in 2007, so it's 11 years old, um, and it just needed a freshen up. So we did a couple of things. Of course, gorgeous new cover. That's always fun. But I had a separate workbook that I incorporated into the book itself. So that'll come out in about a month, 
and uh, July of uh, 2018. Um, so it's uh, slightly bad girls of the Bible. These are the women most like us. And so they're slightly bad, mostly good, but slightly bad. And the thing is, they're the matriarchs. They're the women that we think are perfect. So we've got Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, Leah. And, you know, it's just interesting to me that we hold them up as, as role models, but I'm looking at how they actually lived and what they said and did. You know, you've got, uh, and I open with Hagar. Boy, I love her story. Uh -huh. um, Hagar's story is just incredible to me. But, um, but you know, with Sarah held up, even in uh, Hebrews 11, the, the uh, marching role of uh -huh. faith, but she said to her husband, go sleep with my maids. Right. Hello. Yes, I know. <laughs> and Abram, That's slightly bad. That is definitely slightly bad. Even though it was true to the culture, mm -hmm. that was true to the culture. It's what the Assyrians did, but it wasn't true to a woman of God. Mm. Um, but she, she lost heart. And how can we really blame her for that? You know, she was getting up there. It was, you know, mm -hmm. she was uh, old, really yeah. old. Yeah. Um, and uh, she lost heart and she decided the only way that my husband is going to have all these children that God is talking about is through another woman. And uh, of course, the thing I love about God is he didn't say, OK, Sarah, that's it for you. You blew this. Mm -mm. He still blessed mm -hmm. Sarah. He mm -hmm. still blessed her, even when she laughed. <laughs> yeah. Since so she laughed to herself. And I've always wondered about what that laugh to herself sounded like. And then uh, God said, why did you laugh? Oh, I didn't laugh. Yes, right. you did laugh. It's a great conversation. I think the Bible is full of the most amazing true stories, beautifully told. You know, they're just exquisite to study mm -hmm. and to read on. So anyway, don't get me started on that. It's my favorite subject is the stories I, of the Bible. <laughs> I love it. I think that story of Sarah and God saying, why did you laugh? I didn't laugh. I feel like that we've all had that conversation with God. Oh, no, I didn't do it. Yeah. No, not me. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Somebody else. Yeah. I didn't laugh aloud, so it shouldn't count. <laughs> right. 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 Exactly. Those were laughing inside and it was a laugh of derision of, of disbelief. Uh -oh. And, uh, oh, well, there it is. So, you know, they're just the women of the Bible are my main thing. That's what I have been teaching on and speaking on for all these years. And mm -hmm. I'm always finding a new one, always, you know, just delighted to explore a woman who you know, you knew her name, you kind of vaguely remember her story. So then you get into the scripture and really dig, dig, dig. And uh, it's fascinating. They all apply right now. I mean, right now. Guys, I know that you are loving my conversation with Liz. I had such a good time sitting down with her, but I want to break here just for a second to thank our sponsors because they make this show possible. First, I want to introduce you to the Beyond Burger. The Beyond Burger is an uncompromisingly delicious plant-based burger that is packed with protein and better for you and the planet. Now, the Ivies here, we eat everything. We eat meat and we eat veggie burgers. And I love a good veggie burger. And you know what, guys? It's summer. You're having people at your house. It's almost 4th of July. You need to be prepared for anyone that comes to your house that does not eat meat. The Beyond Burger is not your hippie college roommate's veggie burger. It's a sizzling sensation created for meat lovers everywhere. In fact, it's the only plant-based burger that is so meaty it's sold in the meat case at grocery stores nationwide. The Beyond Burger is made from simple ingredients applied in fresh ways. They use protein from peas, potato starch from coconut oil without gluten, soy, or GMOs. The delicious plant-based Beyond Burger comes with less baggage and more benefits so that you can eat what you love and feel better while doing it. 
This summer, add some sizzle to your grill with this revolutionary burger that satisfies even the most ravenous of carnivores. You guys, I told you I love a good veggie burger, and this one does not disappoint. You're going to love it. If you are ready to taste the future of protein made from plants, visit beyondmeat.com slash happy hour and click the where to find button to find a local retailer near you. That's beyondmeat.com slash happy hour. Guys, I also want to thank Sage Harvest Jerky. You may remember them if you've been a listener for a while because Sage Harvest was also a part of our 2017 gift guide, our holiday gift guide that we did in December. Well, Sage Harvest Gourmet Jerky started as the dream of one military family who, after four adoptions of their own, wanted to support other adoptive families and provide resources for the millions of orphans that are left behind. Their priority is to provide the highest quality product to their cherished customers, and that is why all Sage Harvest Jerky is made from the finest and freshest ingredients and is MSG and nitrate-free. But their passion is to claim hope for those who need it most. A minimum of 10% of all Sage Harvest proceeds goes to adoptive families and orphan care. The Sage Harvest hope is that through jerky, the lives of parentless children all around the world could be changed one four-ounce package at a time. You guys, order fresh premium jerky in 12 different savory flavors. And I have had these flavors. And let me tell you, they are indeed savory. In fact, they sent me a box for the holiday gift guide. And I kept the box in my office because I didn't want my family to have them. I know it's mean, you guys, but I needed the jerky in my office. <laughs> Plus, they also have tasteful jerky gift boxes and orphan care funding merch online at sageharvest.com. And because they love the happy hour and we love you guys too, Sage Harvest will include a free quarter pound of jerky in a top selling flavor in all orders over $55. Visit sageharvest.com and use the promo code happyhour2018 at checkout to help claim both hope for the fatherless and free jerky while you're at it. All right, guys, here is the rest of my conversation with Liz. Okay, I want to switch gears just a little bit. Sure. I know that you have been walking through cancer. And so one thing that I always find truly astonishing, fascinating, but yet reaffirming of exactly what God says that he does in our struggles and in our weakness is that you mentioned to me that this cancer has been, you said, a hassle. You know, physically, this is a hassle in my life, but you described it as spiritually a big, beautiful gift from God. And I think that most people would not put those words next to cancer diagnosis. Can you talk to me about that? Sure. Yeah, my daughter has had fun with this process because when people say, how's your mom? Literally say, oh, she's annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> like this is annoying on your life. Yeah. It's it's annoying. It, it's, a you know, it's a time hog. Um, you know, more trips to the doctor, more trips to the oncologist, more trips to the treatments, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, and the funny thing is, and this is only God, in fact, all of it's only God, everything about our lives is really only God. Somehow I've just kept on. I mean, I'm speaking and writing and traveling and doing all that. And I've somehow have kind of squeezed in all the cancer treatments, <laughs> but I refused to let them be the first thing in my conscious thought at the start of the day, the first thing on my calendar. I did not clear my calendar when I was diagnosed. Um, I just sat down with my oncologist and said, okay, here's the calendar God has already laid out for me. How can we fit in what I need to do? <laughs> and how did he, how did your doctor react to that? Well, first of all, she was a woman, so she got it completely. Good. And, uh, and a young woman, a busy woman. And, you know, she said, yes, we'll, we'll find a way. And I said, now help me understand when you have chemo, does that knock you back for a couple of days? 
<laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> and uh, she was so gracious. She said, I think most people it would, Liz, but I think you're going to be okay. Mm. Uh, and you know, I was. Now, anybody who's been through chemotherapy in particular, because, ooh, chemicals, toxins, mm-hmm. it's hard on the body. And the first couple of days after you have it, you feel like a million dollars because they pump you up with steroids. But when you crash off the other side of those, it is ugly for about five days, six days, seven days sometimes. So I just planned accordingly and stuck with her uh, schedule for me, but also squeezed in everything we need to do. And um, we got through it all and February came around, time for the CT scans to show us that it was gone, 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 and it was not. Mm. Is that February of this year? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, just okay. a couple of months ago. And so I, it did throw me back onto my back foot, as they say in Britain, because uh, my oncologist kept saying, oh, everything's great. You're not going to, it's all gone. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. This chemo, this radiation, it's just insurance. So through the first, what I call cancer 1.0, it truly was a big, beautiful gift because I was so grateful to be alive and going strong mm-hmm. and you know, I found out all kinds of really fun things like when you have no hair, a shower <laughs> takes three minutes and you use the same bar of soap from head to toe and you're out of there. It's right. awesome. It's like being a guy. <laughs> yes. In and out. In and out. And, you know, no, no. I mean, this the time and money I saved on hair care products and going to the salon and all that was mind boggling. Truly mm-hmm. stick a wig on, run out the door. Yay. So the first, the first round was really kind of fun. And I, you know, I just thought it's just a few months of my life. We'll just make this a party. Mm -hmm. So with cancer 2.0, more radiation and now immunotherapy, since apparently I am resistant to what chemotherapy can do, we're, we're trying something entirely different, much easier on the body. But there's this awareness. My doctor spoke very seriously with me about mm-hmm. what's next. And and to be honest, what's next is is um, a little less than promising, as mm-hmm. in cancer and more cancer and, and more cancer and more cancer. But you know what? <laughs> the Lord holds our future. None of this mm-hmm. is a shock to him. Mm-hmm. If it's not a surprise to him, if he's not in heaven wringing his hands and say, what am I going to do for poor Liz? Mm-hmm. He who knows our first breath and our last and all the ones in the middle So this was part of his plan. This is where embracing the sovereignty of God can really save your heart. Mm. It's a plan. It's his plan for me. So therefore, it is a good plan. It is a big, beautiful gift. And the question is, what are you going to get out of it? To circle around to the beginning of our conversation, you asked me about encouraging women. Mm -hmm. Well, now I have a whole new way to encourage my sisters in Christ because I had never been through anything like this, any really serious health issue, pain issue, all of that, exhaustion issue. And by going through that and being in the midst of that and yet pressing on, it encourages my sisters um, that God is still in it with us. He has not abandoned us. His love is not diminished. Um, In fact, I'm more aware of his love, his presence. Oh, baby, God is so faithful. I just, I've always said that. I've taught it for 36 years. Now I really get it. So what I'm finding is in my writing and on the platform, I've I've moved into a kind of boldness, Jamie, that, I mean, I'm a bold woman anyway, but Mm -hmm. at a new level, you just become fearless because it's like, there's just nothing to be afraid of. 
There's nothing to be afraid of. If you're not even afraid of death, then what are you afraid of? Mm. Nothing. You know, it's that, that is that gift that you're speaking of. I have a girlfriend who went through some really scary health stuff back in the fall. I mean, health scare as in like kind of cancerous, but it was a heart issue and we don't know what your future holds. And she's fine now. And she has said to me before that she looks back on that season. And although it was the scariest, hardest season she ever walked through um, in her entire life, and she's young, 36, she said to me, she said, I've never been closer to God than I was during that time. And she, she said all these same things that you're saying. And so I think for me on the other side of the microphone, you know, healthy right now, today, in this moment. It's also encouraging to me to watch my friend go through that and to hear you talk about that of going, no matter what tomorrow brings, it doesn't change God's love or his plan for me. And Mm -hmm. I think that's encouraging to hear in the struggle and also when you're not there, because it's going to come. I mean, you know, God's pretty clear, you know, the storms are coming, you know, where have you built your house? And so it's encouraging to hear you talk through that. It's even encouraging to hear you say, I didn't get the best news. And here's still what I'm standing on. Right. How has that been as a mom? Well, and there is the, there is the challenge. And for your friend, uh, is she a mother? I have three small kids. Yep. Um, for you with your four kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reality is for me, my kids are grown. That doesn't mean, though, that they're any less my children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, in fact, we've been together longer. So we're yeah. in many ways closer than we were when they were little guys. Um you know, there is, it'll be, yeah. Um, they are 29 and 30 Mm -hmm. and my daughter and, um, son, no grandchildren yet. So, Mm -hmm. um, I just thought I'd throw that in there. (laughs) You know, it's a little, it's a little hope tossed up to heaven on that one. But, um, you know, it's, it, I worried most about them. I am not worried about me one iota. Mm -hmm. I'm so ready to stand in the presence of God. Um, I mean, I try not to be excited about it because it gets people around me nervous. <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you got planned there, mom? Uh-huh. It's like, I'm just waiting, but, um, but I'm so good with whatever's next. But that's another thing for them. Cause I lost my mom when I was 23 Okay, and it has marked my life ever since it was 40 years ago, oh, 40 years ago. Mm. Yeah. That was the last time I saw my mom. Yeah. And so, uh, so I don't wish that for my kids because that is hard to lose your mother, you know, a little younger than, than most of your friends will. Because your mom is your mom. Yeah. Even if the relationship isn't fantastic, you still just get the one mom. That's right. The one birth mother. And so, um, yeah. So, but they, you know, what they said to me is, mom, if you're good, we're good. And I'm good. And they can see that, mm-hmm. you know, they, they don't come in the house for a visit and find me crying in the corner. I mean, it just, I don't waste any energy on that. I will weep for others, but um, I don't. I don't need to weep for me when I'm so wrapped in the arms of Jesus. Mm. Uh, there's just nothing worth crying about of when you're in that place. But I grieve for others who aren't there and don't know how to get there, or have built up a wall to separate themselves from God, or yeah. who the enemy has wrapped in shame such that they don't think they're worthy of knowing God. That's something worth crying yeah. over. But cancer. Nah, you're good. And you know, nothing's stopping you. You have 55 events on your calendar this year. Liz, (laughs) that right there makes me start sweating. (laughs) You must truly love getting up in front of women and teaching them God's word. I do. I do love it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The travel is not very much fun anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it's just a hassle. Yeah. 
Um, and, you know, so there are things that make it tricky, but only that once I get to the event, I'm so glad to be there. I'm so excited to be with my sisters, to open God's word, laugh together, cry together, move forward together in our faith, because it's a journey for both of us. God is going to teach me even as he's going to teach them. So, you know, it's just all good. So yes, I love it though. That is about twice as many as I normally do in a year. And so, you know, that's only God. The phone just kept uh-huh. ringing. What can I say? And you just kept saying, yes, here I am, Lord. I kept saying, yes. Well, my theory was he knows what's next. So, and of course you say yes about a year ago. For sure, ago. yes. So, you know, a lot of those yeses were before the cancer diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So we had to do a whole lot of follow-up after the cancer diagnosis to assure people, Liz is still coming. She's going to be She's there. She's going to be there. Yeah. And I don't think it's changed anything about my delivery. I think that energy is still there because of the Holy Spirit. But I do have to sit down, Jamie, and that really upsets me because um, I love to move around the platform and I just can't. It, it's just mm-hmm. not that I can't. It has to do with something called neuropathy. Yeah. So I need to plant myself on a tall stool and, and speak from there. But you know what? Who cares? Yeah. You know, it's the message and, and not the person who's delivering it that really matters. The message is God's word. And it it goes forth out of the most crazy vessels, including this mm. one. Well, anyone would be lucky to come sit under your teaching this year. So I hope anyone that's listening can check that out. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Okay, Liz, I want to ask you, what are you reading these days? Well... If I told you exactly what I was reading, I'd give away what the <gasps> next book is, and I'm not allowed oh to talk gosh, about it yet. Oh my gosh, I love exclusiveness, <laughs> so we won't get that, but tell me something else that you're reading or you have read recently that doesn't give away your next project. Wow. You know, it's embarrassing for me as a writer. <laughs> it is. It's an embarrassing question. I was kind of hoping you wouldn't ask, but I noticed that you do love to list what people are reading. I do love it. Yeah. Well, here's the challenge for me is I am either reading fiction for pleasure, just Mm -hmm. for sheer, I want to go somewhere else in my head and experience somebody else's life, or I'm reading, you know, to work on Create, uh-huh, yeah. But I'm going to grab the two that are sitting right here, and I'll tell you about these, and you'll see why I'm reading them. Okay. One is uh, by Tulian, and I'm not going to get his last name right, Tavijan. Okay. You know who he is. Um, Glorious Ruin, How Suffering Sets You Free. Mm. And the other one is called More Beautiful Than Before, How Suffering Transforms Us by Steve Leader. So um, those are, are books that I don't, it, I don't think it's something I'm going to write about. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, I said to my doctor when I came out of the operation, when they took the cancer out, I said, somebody write this down. I am not writing a cancer book. <laughs> 
And so, uh, and I'm still not, but there is a bigger picture that might be worth addressing as these two books do, because not everybody experiences cancer, obviously, though, wow, a lot of people have. Wow, wow. I ask audiences how many are either going through it, have been through it, or have a loved one in that. Half the audience will raise Mm, their hand. Yeah. But everybody is going through something. It could be, you know, a different kind of suffering. They're struggling with infertility. They're have a marriage that's not going the way they thought it would. There's a financial challenge in their house. Um, So everybody has something that's just hard. And how do we press through hard? How do we receive difficulty as a big, beautiful gift from God? Mm. And so, um, you know, that's to put those words next to infertility feels pretty hard. Yeah. But if we believe in a sovereign God who really does have our best interests at heart, Sometimes we just have to surrender to that possibility that this is all part of God's plan. Uh, And that has not sit well with everybody. And it may not sit well with some of your listeners Mm -hmm. uh, because a lot of people have been unhappy with me for being excited about cancer. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, Liz, this is of the enemy. I'm like, really? But he doesn't have more power than my God does. That's right. And so I, I prefer, and I think it's more scriptural to receive it as a gift from God as I have all the things that he's handed to me over the years, the good, the bad, and the ugly, Mm -hmm. even my testimony, even my 10 years in the pit, I have to believe it was part of God's plan because it is the heart of my ministry. It's where I learned what it means to need God. And so I have to, you know, I would see it as me rebelling from God, but he keeps whispering in my ear, Lizzie, we're using all of it. See how we're using this and see how we're using that. And remember that day I was there, Liz, now you're using it to help other people. So, Mm. wow. When you look at life like that, as it's all from God's hand, it gets pretty exciting. It does. And you know, what's funny, Liz, is I had this exact conversation with one of my kids last night when I took them into bed, we were talking about different things. And this particular child joined our family through adoption. And we were talking about his first mom and all of these things. And I got, and he was talking about some things that were making him sad about it. And, and we were just like in the thick of talking about it. And, and he was sad. And I, I told him the whole story of Joseph and talked about, Hey, if we trust that God is a good God, then we trust that all of these things that happen in our life, he's working for his good. And so I got to tell that what you just said to my sweet 12 year old son last night, And just let him know that even though these things are hard and they may bring him sorrow, that we can trust that God's going to do good things out of things that don't seem good to us in the moment. Right. And I think that that is, like you said, it may be hard for some people to grasp, but I have felt when I have been in struggles or situations that have brought me sorrow or pain, when I'm able to do what you just said. God, this is this is your plan. This is what you have for me. And you're going to do something to it to bring you glory. Then I can easily say, I'm in. Okay, here we go. Yes. Right. Mm. And how, what a blessing for your son to have you for a mother, to be able to say that to him when he's 12, because harder things are coming and he'll be able to weather the harder things because you helped him weather this one. Good I for hope you. so. I hope so. We we both cried in bed and it was probably Aww. a tuck in that I'll remember forever. Yes, so. you and you'll write about it. <laughs> oh, yes. Write it down. Write it down. Um, Liz, I'm telling you, this hour has been such a blessing to me. Thank you for sharing your life with us. Thank you for speaking truth 
and to me as I listen and to all my listeners that are listening and for your encouragement that you've given us. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Pure joy for me, Jamie. Thank you. Guys, don't forget today's show is sponsored by Sage Harvest Gourmet Jerky, where they have 12 different savory flavors. At least 10% of all of their proceeds go to adoptive families and orphan care. So it is worth your money. Because they love the happy hour, Sage Harvest is going to include a free quarter pound of jerky and a top-selling flavor for all orders over $55. Visit sageharvest.com and use the promo code HAPPYHOUR2018 at checkout. You guys, I told you you would love Liz. She inspires me as a speaker and as a writer and as a mama and as a woman chasing God. I'm inspired and encouraged by her words about surrendering to the plans of God, even when they are hard and difficult. And guys, I really believe that we are in three stages of life. We're either just out of suffering, we're in the middle of suffering, or it's on our way. It's just our reality. And so my hope is that you will cling to the truths of God's word so that no matter where you are, in the suffering, just out of it, on your way in, that you will stand on the truth of God that He is good no matter what. Guys, today was a great show. Don't forget, all of the show notes are always over at jamieivy.com slash blog. If you hear an advertiser you love and you want to check them out, go check out the blog because the link is there, the coupon code is there. Anything Liz and I talked about is up there and you'll be able to find all past episodes up there as well. Today's show was edited by Chris with Podshaper and the music was developed for the show by Matt Graham. Next week, you guys, is a monumental week. I feel like Oprah when I start singing, but it is. It's my 200th episode. And we have something super fun planned for you. And that is this, is that my man, Aaron Ivey, is joining me. And we're talking about the last 200 episodes and what they have meant to us and what they have meant to you as well. It's always a fun show when Aaron joins me. And this one will not disappoint you guys. It's also 4th of July next week. Guys, enjoy your week. Share the show with a girlfriend and have a happy hour with a friend. I'll see you next week for the 200th episode with my man, Aaron Ivey. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com.